Yes, praise the Lord. This uh, segment I'm sharing is uh, mostly in answer to uh, questions. Questions about death. Questions about life after death. Questions about uh, heaven. And uh, I think many people have the idea that when people get to heaven and in heaven they're just going to sing hymns night and day, hymns and choruses, spiritual songs night and day. But on the contrary, the Bible speaks of a new heaven and a new earth. In the book of Isaiah 65 or 17, it says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Then in the book of Hebrews 12, verse 26 to 27, it says, And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Then in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 12 to 13, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning, and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for New heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Then Revelation 21 verse 1 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. Amen. Then in Isaiah 66 verse 22 it says, For just as the new heavens and the new earth which I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so your offspring and your name will endure. Amen. And in Hebrews 12, verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. Hallelujah. Then in Revelation 21 verse 3 it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And Revelation 21 verse 4 says, And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful? And in Isaiah 65 verse 20 it says, No longer will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his days, for the youth will die at the age of 100. It means it speaks of eternal life. So here is scriptural references that proves 
that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Now, now heaven, you will, you will know if you read in the scripture, it speaks of the seventh heaven or third heaven. So there's, there's different heavens, the word heaven. Uh, if we look at the stars in the sky, a sun and moon, that is also a, a, a heaven. That's why Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. There are different kind of heavens. Uh, but then there's the heaven that we think of is the abode of God where God resides. But the point we on here is that everybody won't just be remaining in heaven and sing hymns and spiritual songs all day, day and night for years and for millennia. No. The Bible says in the book of Peter, it says that the elements will burn. In other words, this earth will be purged. It will be, it will be cleansed in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 to 13. It says the elements will melt with intense heat. It means everything that's corrupt on the earth will burn out. By that time, the people will be, will be off of the earth and then God will create a new earth and a new heaven. And, and the Bible says, and the tabernacle of God will be with men and men, men and women will inhabit the earth again and they will live forever and ever. And it will be beautiful. It will be wonderful. There will be peace. There will be no more dying. There will be no more crying, no more tears, no more pain. So we ha really have something to look forward to. Now, what about our bodies? Now, the Bible says, May the Lord make your body, soul, and spirit holy. Or it, uh, the other version says, May the Lord sanctify your body, soul, and spirit. So it says that man actually is a trinity. Amen. It, it, it means that man is a triune being, that man comprises of three elements, if I may call it elements. So it means that, like someone put it in this way, he says, man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. That scripture is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And it says there, And the very God of peace sanctify your holy, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus. So he mentions three elements. He mentions spirit, soul and body so so the conclusion of that is man is a spirit so the body is just the housing the tent man is a spirit he has a soul your soul comprised of your will your intellect and your emotions but he lives in the body so when we die that's why we mustn't see death as something uh, something bad ominous or or morbid. We must see death as a relocation. 
It just means the person has relocated now. <laughs> the person is relocated from this earth with, with all its corruption and pain and sadness and stress and challenges and violence and all this uncertainty on the earth. It just means the person who passed on has relocated out of this dwelling place, the body, abode, abode. The, the, the word body comes from the old English word bodig, B-O-D-I-G. And bodig is also rooted in the word abode. Now abode is means a dwelling place, abode. That's why they say abide with me, dwell with me, stay with me. So your body is a dwelling place actually. It's a tent. It's a house. It's not you. you your body isn't you. Your body is just a house. So when a person dies, where they call death is separation actually. He's just the person is just separated from his body. He's just relocated. If it's a Christian born again, a child of God, he has been relocated to a better place. And then the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, there's a whole um, discourse there about the resurrection and, and how our bodies will be changed. Because we know some people pass on, they died, and some people will be raptured. It means that when the Lord appears at the second coming, at the rapture, when He appears on the clouds, those who are alive will be raised up and meet the, almost like they're flying towards the Lord. And they will meet the Lord in the air. And the Bible says they will they will be changed in a twinkling of an eye in a moment of time. And he says, we shall be like him. Amen. So in other words, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 53 and 54, it says, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortality must put on immortality. It also says we shall have glorified bodies. It means that when God calls you into heaven, you don't go into heaven with that body. That dust, it, it disintegrates. It goes back to dust again. That's why you, you will hear at the funeral, the minister who does the committal, he will say, from ashes to ashes and dust to dust. It means that that body returns to dust. That body doesn't go to heaven. That body doesn't go into heaven. Amen. Because now God clothe you as you go to heaven. God clothe you with incorrupt, incorruption. That's why Paul said, out of the body, but in with the Lord. He's saying the moment he leaves this body, he is present with the Lord. He's in God's presence. So how are you in God's presence? You're in God's presence with your new body, an incorruptible body, an immortal body, a body that cannot, cannot die, a body that cannot get sick, that cannot age, a body that doesn't experience pale, pain, 
a body that doesn't wither, get the wrinkles. Amen. Because uh, uh, there's a scripture in First Thessalonians chapter 4. It says, now this is about the rapture. So some people die and their bodies are buried in the grave, but their spirit goes to God, right? And other people, if the Lord should return now or any time in the future, on the clouds, it means that we will rise up whilst we are alive. We will sort of fly up and meet Him in the air. And as we, uh, it is in the in the Bible, it's in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 from, from verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. So we shall be changed in a twinkling of an eye in the moment of time. It means we won't have these same bodies in heaven. We won't have old bodies. We won't have sickly bodies. We won't have painful bodies. We won't have ailments. We won't, if a person who has one leg here on the earth, lost it in an accident, he won't have one leg in heaven. We will be changed in a moment of time, in a twinkling of an eye. We will have glorified bodies. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So, that is one, one, one of the mysteries. The mystery is that we will be changed. The other mystery is that we will live on the earth. Some will rule and reign with the Lord over nations. There will be nations again. But there will be peace. There will be joy. There will be new heavens and a new earth. So, it's going to be wonderful. The Lord bless you. I will uh, make another segment and give more scriptures to validate this. In Jesus' name, amen.